We are ex-Overland, and over the past 10 years, my wife and I have established a business doing what we love. Throughout the last 10 years, we have built over 20 Overland vehicles that have taken us and our team around the world as we film our adventures. My name is Clay Croft, and I am the founder and CEO of ex-Overland. On this podcast, we take a deep dive beyond what the camera can capture to offer you as much insight into the world of Overland travel as possible. The X-Overland podcast is brought to you by Onyx Off-Road. In pursuing adventure and traveling farther and exploring more to find the special places we're seeking, here at X-Overland, we rely on the state-of-the-art in navigation. That's why Onyx Off-Road has become our go-to digital tool to plan and execute a successful, safe experience when the team heads out for an adventurous weekend or an extended overland journey here in the U.S. of A. Use the code XOverland to get 20% off your subscription today. Welcome, everybody, to the XOverland podcast. We're back with guests today, Caroline Van Stralen of Epic Family Road Trip. Caroline is an adventurer, an overlander, and has been on the road, I think, seven years now. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you. So, Caroline, you're at the hangar, and... um, I know that videography and photography is definitely your thing, and that makes me excited as content director that you're going to be holding a camera around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are they going to have you filming? Any idea? Yeah, so a lot of exciting stuff is happening with the new Tundra in the shop. So we're definitely filming all the new updates with that and the process of the build and everything. So that's going to be really cool to see the evolution of that build as it goes along. So we're making sure to document everything and experimenting with creative shots is always fun too, not just kind of filming it in a, you know, mechanical way. Yeah, kind of making it fun and entertaining as well. As that, educational. That, that's, yeah, that, that's definitely something we do mm-hmm. at X Overland that's just so different from a lot of under, yeah. other content producers, whether it's our Overland journeys or it's the truck builds in the shop. It's the cinematic portrayal yes. of what's going on there. And it's just so captivating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so fun to be a part of and to get to kind of learn behind the scenes stuff, like getting to work with Clay and other people and having that input while you're working from them, kind of getting their perspective. And then also like little tips while you're working is so helpful. And then you apply that as you go. So as somebody that's kind of learning and always growing in this area, it's just an amazing opportunity to be surrounded by those people that are so skilled in this area. So, Oh yeah, totally. And and those guys, like they, they, they're skilled in, in doing <laughs> the kind of filming that, that you do with Epic family road yeah. trip, which is on the road while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of, um, I, I guess, you know, just a misunderstanding, not misunderstanding, but there, there are a lot of people just don't understand how much goes into that yeah. and how complex it is to film while you're actually overlanding. Yeah. And, um, and that's what you're doing with Ep- Epic Family Road Trip. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that for a while. So, I mean, most people know Epic Family Road Trip, but some people may not. And so for the benefit of our listeners, um, let's, let's talk about that. What is Epic Family Road Trip? How has that been a part of your life? What do you do there? Yeah. So Epic Family Road Trip is myself, my two parents, Peter and Carol, and my two younger brothers, Peter and Daniel, who, and our dog, Lando, who have been... Can't leave out Lando. Lando <laughs> no, is awesome, He's everybody. the star of the show. If you haven't seen their content, you need to watch it. Lando rocks. Um, but yeah, we've been traveling together and living on the road together full time for nearly seven years now, or we're in our seventh year. And... 
we are currently, our modification is currently two Jeeps and two adventure bikes. So my two younger brothers are on their adventure bikes, KTM 690s. Yeah, we just did a podcast together <laughs> yeah, with those guys. So Had that, a great time. That'll be really cool to hear about their story too, because it's, that's like a whole nother element of what we do. And then doing it together is just, has been what we've been doing for the past few years. And it's so cool to see how that has evolved over the last few years, just how we've incorporated the different vehicles, how we've been able to evolve as a family as we've grown, like literally my brothers and I, as we've gotten taller over the years and like we <laughs> ran out of space in our first Jeep. So. <laughs> you, you all are a tall family. Yeah, <laughs> I see that, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And as we added our dog a few, like about three years ago. So we've kind of changed vehicles over the years and we've covered so many different areas, but in general, just what we do is just overlanding as a family. And that's kind of the core thing that we love doing. And yeah. And that's epic family road trip. Yep. And you know, let's talk about something you just hit on that is really exciting to me. I literally, as you said, the, the three of you as children in this family have been growing obviously physically, <laughs> right? You're all getting right. taller. Uh, I ran into that with my own kid. It's like, she fit great in the back of the Tundra right. extended cap for a while, not yeah. anymore. Uh, so I totally get that. But it maybe even more significantly is how the three of you and even your parents have grown, uh, let's say mentally and emotionally. Um, and what does that look like for, for you, um, and your family, like how have you seen your family grow as a result of doing what you've done traveling for the last seven years? Oh, wow. It, in so, so many ways. And sometimes when I look back on some of the experiences that have really been so pivotal in those changes in us as individuals and as a team, as a family, it's pretty mind blowing because to think of a few years ago or seven years ago when we left our house and our kind of normal life and everything like that, I would never have been able to imagine what we've been able to experience and do. And we wouldn't have had those experiences or this kind of mind mindset change or paradigm shift basically in all of us, unless we took those risks and went out there and got out of our comfort zone and just made those little decisions along the way that just changed our life completely. So yeah, it's pretty crazy to think of how, those little decisions in your everyday life can just completely change. Oh man. Yeah. And I'm just thinking how easily we fall into the rut of the normal. Right. And, <laughs> and that, you know, it's, it's insidious. It just creeps up on us. And the next thing you know, like that's our comfort zone and we start having this aversion to stepping out of it. Um, and we're not really growing in it. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just comfortable for a kind of a by default. Yeah. And something that I've learned is, with a lot of everything that we do. And for myself, we set our own self limitations a lot of the time. And a lot of those barriers and things are our own self limitations. And so being able to kind of see those opportunities for growth through the challenges and the obstacles along the way of a journey, that's when you're going to like through going through your comfort zone, that's when you're going to experience growth. And that's where I've experienced the most growth is when I get out of my comfort zone, no matter how scary, no matter how uncomfortable it is, I'd rather have temporary discomfort and have a life-changing experience than stay the same forever. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I read a quote of yours in an article I did researching for this podcast, mm -hmm. um, it just hits so hard and I, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was like the, the scarier thing, scarier than whatever it is you're fearing um, is not doing that thing yeah. is staying in that comfort zone and not growing and, and the risk in doing that. And, um, definitely, I think there are a lot of people who just don't understand that there's risk in not taking the risk, right? 
Um, and in your, your, everything you've just said, I think is helping to illustrate that point. Mm. Yeah. And, and I actually, that phrase came into my head. Like I thought of that on my 16th birthday in July, 2016 in Alaska, we were on the Matanuska glacier and I always had this dream of kind of getting into rock climbing, ice climbing and everything. Um, but I had this terrible fear of heights, like just paralyzing fear of heights. So, but I still had this deep longing to get into rock climbing and climbing mountains and mountaineering. And then for my birthday, while we were at that glacier, my parents got me some kind of introduction to mountaineering gear, which was really exciting. And then we went out to the glacier and like, there's like, you hear the glacier cracking underneath you, you hear all these sounds and it's slippery and it's huge and there's crevasses and everything. And I, for some reason, I just felt that like that I felt well, because there is this huge crevasse that we were going to cross and like there, it's a long way down and there's that feeling still of that fear of heights and everything that I had before and I had never experienced anything like this before. But in my head, I felt once I get across, that's, I've done it and like I've conquered that fear. And even if it's just something small like that, I've at least done it. And that's just one step closer to kind of getting over those fears and things. So I felt in my head like it's scarier to me to not do this now than to just walk away <laughs> or then to, it's scarier for me to not do this now than to do it. Like the, the fear of not doing it overrides the fear of the thing itself for me. And that, and that pushes you. Yeah. And that's a way of seeing something that is so helpful for other people who are working on, say, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. in order to try something new that they might really want to do, yeah. but there's some fear they have that's keeping them from doing it. Mm -hmm. That's why I found that quote just so useful. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad we're sharing it here on the podcast. <laughs> I also see, Caroline, in, in the way you describe your life so far, um, this evolution of, of experience that is, that is like helped you grow in the way of risk tolerance, moving out of your comfort zone and realize the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm rambling here a little bit, but, uh, bear with me because like what I heard you say earlier is where you may have started this journey by thinking, I'm afraid of this. There's fear here. I have to push myself out of my comfort zone and, and, go do this. And then you did, and you broke through that wall. Mm -hmm. And then once you kept going, now you're at a point to where you're looking for challenges. You're right. looking for things that are going to help you grow. Yeah, That's such a big leap. Right. Yeah. And so it's like the message to people I think is take that first step. Yes. Yes. Take that step ask those questions, take that class, just start somewhere. That's kind of the biggest thing. Hashtag start somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's one of our mantras yeah. at X Overland. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, it's literally just, it's, that's the main thing is just start somewhere. It doesn't matter if you're, and that's something I'm still telling myself and still learning myself is it doesn't matter if you're not perfect at this yet. It doesn't matter if you're not good at this or you're, if you fail or make a mistake, all that matters is that you keep going and that you just start somewhere. Otherwise you, you'll never start. <laughs> right, right. I think that's such good advice for overlanders listening to this podcast or people who want to start overlanding, uh, might be intimidated by what that looks like with your brothers. We were talking about when you, when you all started as a family, mm -hmm. uh, and as kids camping in the backyard yeah, and how that was useful and, yes. <laughs> you know, and you learned a lot of things yeah. and it was pushing out. And then there was a motor home, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of touring in national parks. Yes. 
And then from there, uh, the motorhome evolved into the Jeeps. Yes. And then as you all grew up, the boys are now on bikes. <laughs> yeah. And so what, you drive your own Jeep then, I'm guessing? Um, I I drive the our Jeep Worsley, which is our kind of newer Jeep. It's a 2019 JL uh, Rubicon. And Wor Worsley is the name. Yes, Worsley okay. is the name. Uh, but I normally drive that Jeep or the other one, depending. We kind of have a system. Like, we switch drivers whenever somebody else wants to take a break. But I do also like to sit in the um, co-pilot chair because I, I'm normally with camera in hand and wanting to jump out there at whenever I can to get some shots. <laughs> so let's talk about that, right? I, I read last night learning about you that you know the camera videography mm -hmm. is definitely something you just love, have yes. a lot of passion for. Um, and that had something to do, right, with getting Epic Family Road Trip launched. Like uh, the boys said something about you pitched with a PDF or oh, yeah. something like your dad. I, <laughs> tell us that story and well, how yeah. this all got going. Well, that that PDF, I believe we've kind of done that a few times. But with that one specifically, that was to be able to go to New Zealand, I think. Okay. And But that was kind of where the Epic Family Road Trip started was in New Zealand. Because we were called, like we we have a family mantra which is work play care and that's kind of like the three main core values that have kind of guided us in a lot of our decision making and the things that we do, so that was kind of what our chant our Instagram was called at the time and it was small we would just take pictures of things and do it for fun but then mm -hmm. I always kind of had this vision and we all had a vision as a family especially my parents and I of growing it into a YouTube channel eventually and documenting our story. But again, one of the main things, honestly, that was holding us back at the, or me back at the time was this kind of perfectionism. I don't feel ready. I don't like everything's not right. So then it took a few months, but I was still filming throughout the whole trip in New Zealand. And then at the end in May 2017, we started the YouTube channel. Finally, we edited our first video and we called it Epic Family Road Trip. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and that a lot of that was you, right? Like figuring out the camera work and the yeah. videography. Like, were you the one with the original interest in that? And then that spread to the rest of the family. Yeah. Um, so background there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so I want to know like how that began for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. So since I can remember, I've always had a deep love for storytelling. I didn't necessarily know that's what it was called. I just loved. I would write like little books. I loved journaling and documenting things in writing. But then as I got better with cameras and as I got older, I would. I love taking pictures and then eventually videos. So I just always loved documenting life. And then I started to like to get creative with it. And then when I found YouTube and found out a thing called vlogs, I was like, wow, people can basically make their own films and then also their own kind of video journals, which was like another level of storytelling to me. So I always had that interest in that. And then I would do like little photo shoots for friends and family growing up and then video shoots eventually. And then I was able to do it with my family documenting our life on the road, which I never would have imagined. Like, it's just, it's an absolute dream. And getting to use this platform on YouTube to be able to express my creativity and document and tell our story and share experiences with people from around the world is seriously just an amazing, amazing opportunity and experience. Yeah. I'm starting to be able to picture this now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm seeing a girl who had an interest in storytelling. Are you a big reader? Yes. Okay. So like narrative storytelling, yes. <laughs> right? Um, and I'm guessing very creative, the arts. Um, I'm a former teacher, so, you know, I kind of see this, at these things in people. Mm. Um, but then realizing, like you said, like at some point, okay, there's this world of vlogging, you can make videos, you can tell your story, share it with the world. And then there's your family. Yeah. Uh, the perfect subject matter. <laughs> yeah. So were they at first, were they like, 
on board, like, that's a great idea, let's do it? Or did you have to sell that to them a little bit? Or um, I think we were all pretty, we were all really into that. Like, my brothers might not have fully understood everything when they were younger because they were just like... Yeah, you're the <laughs> oldest of the three. Right. That should be known. Yeah, yeah. but at now they're, like, very involved. Like, they have their own channel, which you guys probably talked about. And so that's really cool how that has evolved over the years. But with my parents, my dad used to always say, like, we're, go we're going out to film a documentary, like, for fun. because So that right. we remember to film little memories, kind of more for ourselves and for family back home. But then we were eventually able to use that also for our channel, because we realized that people don't always just want to see the big epic, you know, stuff. They want to see the real life stuff. And that also helps people when they're wanting to get into overlanding to see the real life stuff and the behind the scenes kind of look and how it actually works for a family. It's not always just pretty views, amazing camp spots. To the point, <laughs> uh, your brother Peter's first ride on his oh, 690. <laughs> I, yeah. I watched uh, some episodes in front of the podcast, right? And I, I was so impressed, though, with the authenticity <laughs> yeah. of of your sharing that as a family. And, and that, that helps viewers. I think to see the realities of mm -hmm. trying new things. And sometimes there's some accidents and things yeah. don't always go perfectly. And, yeah. right? and I think with overlanding too, it's also really important to show that side because people can get an idea that it's like a perpetual vacation basically, or that you're just constantly on this perfect trip and having fun all the time, which of course it is fun. Um, but there are like, for some, it might not be for you or it might not be for everyone. So it's important to kind of get those insights as well, because you can see the vehicle side, like, yes, having a cool vehicle with all the stuff on it is fun. Going out on a trail for is fun. But if you're planning, especially to do it for a longer time period, you're going to want to know a lot of what you're going to get into. And I think, you know, the more you kind of know beforehand helps kind of prevent those mistakes that yeah, so so way. one of the purposes you have an epic family road trip is is to share that experience honestly. Yeah. Of overlanding, so people do know what they're getting themselves into, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that your your brothers are trying to underscore as a the theme, mm -hmm. which is home for you all. Mm -hmm. Family of five is parked right over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two 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 of those vehicles, the bikes are just out in the rain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and that I think is, is hard for people to grasp, you know, your, your average, um, person who's thinking of overlanding still maybe thinks of it in terms of, I have my house, I have my vehicle, I'm going to head out for the weekend or three months, but I'm coming home at the right. end. Um, and in your case, um, with the exception of the cabin, you could tell us something about that, but, uh, you are on the road. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. Like that you are truly, that is where you are living is on the road. And you really do sense that in your content, I might add. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which is cool. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, wow, you know, they, they're really traveling and living this life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a definitely become, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's crazy. Right. We, a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a recreational activity that you do. It's yeah. a lifestyle. And once you start viewing it like that as well, and also like when for us now, it's kind of hard to explain or for some people to understand, but when we're in our Jeeps or in our rooftop tents, no matter how small the space is, that feels like home. Like we could park absolutely anywhere and you feel at home. Wow, so <laughs> that is such a mind shift. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that, that, uh, you know, moving forward that let's just talk about you. We can't really speak to your brothers <laughs> or whatever, but will you... Would it be weird for you to be like living in a house? Like, okay, I got this job here, wherever. Like, I, I kind of get the feeling, Caroline, that raised the way you've been, 
um, this idea of a conventional life is just not going to happen for you. <laughs> home, home uh, is on the road. It's traveling. It's adventure. It's, well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I think, well, one of the biggest things that we've learned is adaptability and flexibility. So as much as there are times where I'm like, I could never go back to a normal house oh, situation. Wow. <laughs> I, I still do I see, see the like the nece- the necessity of that in certain areas. Like if I were to settle down and get married, whatever, I like I have no problem with it at all. It's and I definitely see life also as there are chapters to life. I saw that in our own family. My family, like we would have never imagined our life would be like this seven years ago or before that we were like very settled in a house like my dad worked my mom worked we had like a very normal life Mm -hmm. you know you go to school and everything um and that normal system is kind of how it is but then we started to evolve we started getting more into things that we weren't really into we had all these ideas we wanted to climb mount kilimanjaro like just these kind of sparks of as a family yeah yeah that's that makes a big difference yeah right everyone in the family is starting to think yeah And so, because before we left, we were thinking of potentially just moving somewhere different, like just moving to a different house. And even that idea, I would cry about because I just like the, my comfort zone was just so dense. Like, you knew. And it was just what I knew. And I didn't want anything outside of that. Or I thought. And you were the oldest, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this was seven years ago. So you would have been 15 yeah. when this began? Yeah. Okay. So like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So... At the time before we left, we were in the chapter of kind of realizing different things we could do outside of the kind of rat race and the normal system that we were kind of in. Even though we had an amazing, beautiful life back home and I have amazing memories of being back at our house, I loved it. We still just started to grow into these ideas of like, we could take our Jeep on longer road trips. We could start going camping. We could try going out West. Cause when we're in Ontario, you're like, there's no oceans or mountains or anything. So you're kind of like, you have to go all the way out West to go to those things. Mm -hmm. But we started, those sort of ideas started to become more and more appealing and go, go ahead. I don't want to, I I have a question I'm burning to ask, but all right, but go ahead. But yeah, so basically we just moved on through different chapters and eventually got more and more adventurous, started taking more and more risks, and then it started to become more and more normal. And so now we're kind of in that chapter of like, we're living on the road and that's our normal and we're documenting it and that's our job, which is amazing. But you know, for me, as I start, as I get older, obviously my chapters and everything will be more individual, obviously, as I, you know, grow up, but I still see each chapter is beautiful. It doesn't like, even if it's not as necessarily exciting as being on the road or whatever, I see everything as an adventure. So it could be anything. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to your book already someday. Let's see. You have so much insight and so much uh, to inspire people with Caroline already. The short time I've known you, I could keep going with that. Um, and so, you know, you're talking about as adulthood is, is now here mm-hmm. and you're moving for, especially for you, right? At mm-hmm. 22 and the oldest, um, what is, what, uh, uh, staying with, uh, photography and videography? I, for sure. I okay. think I would love to pursue anything to do with that. Like, even if I, yeah, whatever it is I wanted, I've always wanted to do something in videography or photography, um, because when I was younger, it was the kind of the idea of movie making, but that seemed right. so un like unattainable because you picture it as kind of the Oscars and the red carpets, yeah, and that's right. like, like so like how do you even get world, there? Right? Yeah. yeah. Does, but then yeah. but then working with X Overland and working on YouTube and everything, I've realized that you can kind of forge and create a path for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're kind of 
more inclined to be like you love storytelling, you love creativity, you are pretty capable of not needing the conventional forms of education to get to that point of being becoming a videographer, becoming a photographer. There are also so many online resources of that education that's just wild. Like you can get like in-depth education on basically anything you want to know about videography, photography, and so forth. So. Yeah, so it really questions the conventional approach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, as far as like just going to a brick-and-mortar school right. and being a film major or what have you. I mean... Right. In some ways, I feel like for a person like yourself, who's self-motivated, ambitious, has had a tremendous worldly experience, hands-on experience, that kind of formality can actually be like hitting the brakes rather than little, yeah. going forward, maybe. Yeah. And it also depends on your learning style, too. Like, everyone is so different. But for me, I've, I've kind of been a little bit more of an independent learner. I Before we left, I had already started online school for high school, just because that just fit with my learning style a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of worked when we moved into living on the road so I could just continue yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with my set. education. So, yeah. Well, I think what your family really shows people, um, and I hope that you know people get out of this podcast, is that there are different approaches to living your life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's very easy to just, just without, I unconsciously get into a certain lifestyle that's just normal, say, right. right. Conventional and just not have any way of seeing anything different. And you're just kind of going about your days and it might, it's not too bad materialistically you have what you need. Um, which leads me back to that burning question I had earlier <laughs> is what, you know, you said your family, these sparks started to happen, right? About, well, maybe we could go here. Maybe we could do this. And then the snowball started rolling down the hill. Um, what generated those first sparks? What, what, what served as inspiration for your family to, to begin doing this? A few things. Um, I think it was always kind of in us, but we were so caught up in our everyday life that it just never really came to the surface. But it started to come to the surface more just through things that we were watching, honestly. Like we watched well, like the movie Walter Mitty, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Have you ever oh my seen God. that? My daughter is a huge film buff. Okay. She's 17. And she just told me this morning, Dad, we're watching The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And I was okay. like, I can't wait. So yeah. yeah, let's hear about it. That movie just for some reason there's something about it that just sparks I think that longing to get out because that was basically his story was he was in kind of the everyday normal rat race life and everything outside of his comfort zone scared him and was just so he just didn't do anything like that but then by the end he's like doing all these crazy things and he's done so much and then he comes back to his normal life and everyone else hasn't really changed yeah. but now he's just had these wild experiences that he wouldn't have had unless he took that risk and just kind of went for it so that's kind of the message of the story. And it's also based in like these beautiful countries like Iceland and stuff. So it kind of just that those sort of things just make you like you want to get out there. Um, but lots Absolutely. of things like so that. So a film, like a really yeah. powerful film was something like that. Just yeah. kind of a wake up. And also kind of we were very involved in my dad's work kind of that whole th chapter of our life, my dad and mom really involved us kids as much as we could so that we could feel a part of it and that we could kind of contribute in little ways that we could so that we didn't feel like we were being left behind or anything. I love your family, <laughs> how they do things. Like as a parent myself, it's like, and as a former educator, it's like, mm. that's how to raise kids. <laughs> so having that understanding of how much, how hard my dad worked for so many years to be able to get to the point where they were able to sell their business and everything and all of those things, it kind of makes you not take for granted the time you has a, have as a family and then also how much work 
parents do to be able to afford and the time to be able to do these things with their kids. So we knew we wanted to do something as a family. We wanted to take this opportunity of freedom and time together and just take it by like, just go for it. Absolutely. Like as the family. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you were all in alignment that way as a family. Um, and what you said earlier too, really struck a chord with me, Caroline, which was you have been able to witness your entire family grow together. Yeah. And unlike like the Walter Mitty experience, right, where he goes off on his solo journey right. and starts to grow as an individual, comes back, finds everyone still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, how, how awesome to see the whole group, right? Mm-hmm. The family growing. I would, I would add that's something that's very exciting about working at X Overland yeah. since I started here is yeah. I started with a new, new team, okay. uh, several new team members and I am able to watch myself and all of us as a team grow. Right. And that's the philosophy here is team. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so cool to watch that, right? And you've had that as a family. And I guess that's where I'm wondering, uh, maybe that's our next question is, so with all all of that insight now and growth that that your entire family has experienced... um, What's the, what's the sense you get of the future direction for your family as a whole? Like what, what are they, what are they thinking? Well, (laughs) when we started, we eventually, we initially went out uh, to go for three months and then it just kind of kept going. Just three, which is big. (laughs) Yeah. Three months. Yeah. You know? Talk, try to find someone else who's done a three-month journey and not be in this overlanding right. space. So, yeah, so to see that it kind of kept going for now seven years, it we and it's now our normal and we absolutely love it. And we've seen, we see also how much world there is to see. And also like each state, like you can spend a long time in a state and there's still just so much to see. So we just kind of, I think for all of us, we just love to be able to do it for as long as we can. Yeah. And whether that's like, even if we weren't documenting it on YouTube or anything, we'd still love like this lifestyle now is just what we love doing. And do you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, you mentioned documenting it on YouTube and, and you being a storyteller in particular here. Do you find that having the fans you have, and I follow your content, I see the comments, and most of them are so supportive. And, you know, it's someone's happy place to, to experience your episode, right? Um, do you find that helps feed the, the, the fire for you, though, like the passion, like when you see that you are bringing this to so many people? Yes, for sure. It I never would have imagined it, but when you hear people's stories or like their input or how it's impacted them in some yeah, way, it's yeah, like yeah, that's it's what, exactly. so crazy. And it also just it definitely inspires me to and motivates me. Whenever I'm editing a video or whenever we're filming something, I think about them too because we're kind of technically vicariously taking them along with us, I guess. Right. And right. they they've kind of become like our family almost. So yep. it's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. That's, that's a really cool part of this. There's mm-hmm. almost a synergy there, you mm-hmm. know, between viewer, between audience and creator, yeah. um, and one inspiring the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, so I guess as far as you know, film goes and just looking at your situation there, you know, as a videographer and, and filmmaker, um, what are some aspirations you have there? You know, we talked about Hollywood a little bit and the bigger <laughs> productions, and we talked about Walter Mitty as yeah. an inspiration. I mean, those are full on films, but yeah. you're a young woman with your whole life ahead of you. Um, 
any interest in going that direction or, you know, what, what are some of the big projects maybe you like to think of doing down the road? Oh, I have definitely dreamed of making a full length feature film at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been kind of more interested in the documentary style of filmmaking. I love human stories. I love the complexity and the richness and the depth in human stories and also being able to tell those stories through different cultures from all around the world and giving a perspective on things that maybe not a lot of people get to see because, you know, you have to go to those places and sometimes, you know, it's just hard to sometimes get to travel somewhere and then also get to get in depth on the culture, the place that you're going to. You have to be like fully immersed into some of those places to truly understand the like the human side of these places. Cause you can go to somewhere like say Bali, Indonesia, which we had the pleasure of being able to visit while we were in Oceania kind of area. And unless we had, you know, gone beyond the resorts and the kind of touristy front, we wouldn't have really known that much about the place or the culture or the people and made those human connections. And so that aspect of filmmaking is kind of my favorite. I love that side of filmmaking when people are able to kind of pull those stories out of the woodwork of these places that are sometimes hard to find or hard to tell um, because sometimes human stories also especially if they're a place that's like that's gone through so much sometimes they're hard to tell or they're hard to hear but sometimes those are the stories that people need to hear to also put them put things in perspective because that for me is has been one of the most impactful things is going to those places and hearing those stories and you know you never want to take something personally like you can't take things personally or take things for granted ever again when you kind of hear things that how people live around the world and that's kind of one of the most impactful and valuable things i think in documentary filmmaking yeah and for a lot of people you know uh, the reality is they're not they're not going to be able to experience firsthand what you have Um, but as a filmmaker, what I hear you saying is if you could bring that experience to the viewer, um, and maybe impact their life in a way that they're better able to appreciate more of life, more people, cultures, and their own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because even though we're all like people from around the world, we can all appear so different. We're all really the same in so many ways, which I think is one of the cool things that you, you realize. That, oh yeah, like, I mean, through firsthand experience. Yeah. yeah. People it's say crazy. that, right? Kind of yeah. flippantly. Oh, well, we're all human. But yeah. it, it's like, well, how many countries have you visited? Right. <laughs> but you have. So when you say that, uh, you know, there's some agency there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And, and those experiences of those people that we've met have left an like a forever will leave an impact on me. Like it's just crazy. Cause even though their lifestyle is completely polar opposite to me, maybe because they live in a third world country or a war torn country or something, there's still those, like we just still find, have things in common somehow. And you have those things that you can connect on and then you hear their story and it just makes you so thankful for what you have what you are able to experience, the freedoms you have, but then also for human kindness and human, just humanity, really. Like there, mm-hmm. there's humanity even in the darkest and the hardest of places and times. And that's something that I've been so happy and so thankful to experience through our travels and that I would love to be able to tell more through filmmaking as well. Yeah, uh, that's that's exciting to think <laughs> of doing projects like that in the mm. future. And I think, um, you know, some great, great works come from people who have unique experience to to bring that work to life. And it sounds like your vision for films like that are, are a perfect guy. That's a perfect fit for your experience and interest. And yeah. you'd be the right person right, <laughs> to, to do something like that. 
Um, with your travels, I'm wondering, so you all are from Canada, but you know, we're talking about developed countries, Canada and the U S. Um, what do you think people are missing? Like what, what, what nuggets of insight would you like to give people who haven't had those kinds of experiences traveling, um, that you've learned, like they, you know, how, how have your eyes open? Like you were talking even about, you know, just finding the humanity in people. What are a yeah. few things you would tell people like? about the world and the people living in it? Oh, well, (laughs) um, I think just going out and doing well with anything that you do go out with an open heart as well as open eyes, because, you know, it's not just, you don't want to just look at, be able to see where you are. You want to be able to feel and experience where you are. And the only way you can do that is when you let down a lot of those barriers that we have, especially when we go into kind of unfamiliar places Mm -hmm. and just realize that there is so much out there beyond what we know. And there is so much opportunity for growth and learning in us as individuals, especially if we're going somewhere that we might have a little bit of, um, uh, the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to help you with us being a, yeah. <laughs> a um, writer. Um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we have these, this, this kind of, um, oh, like uh, culture shock yes. and, you know, cult culture clashing that right. we have prejudices, we have right. biases that, and we're hardwired with these. Like, it's not, it's not like you as a person have decided to do this. It's right. I think travel <laughs> makes you start to make you aware yes. of what your biases and prejudices are. Mm-hmm. And then you can start examining them. But I hear you saying as much as possible, try to let go of judgment and yeah. those obstacles, maybe yes. like get and in the way of enjoying a place yeah and also just any kind of pre kind of preconceptions preconceptions yes yeah any so sort like of preconceptions. i've watched the news on yes. whatever country yeah because even going to bali like that's a common vacation spot for a lot of people especially in australia and new zealand and you see it all the time in these touristy pictures but you still kind of like it's uh you know not a first world country right. and it it's very different and very unfamiliar than the place that I came from. So you might have these ideas, whatever, and you might feel a little uncomfortable at first, but then literally as we were like, as we landed and got out into the airport, all of that went away because I did kind of go, I tried to go intentionally with that mindset of just like, just, you know, be open-minded. Just there's nothing really to worry about as well. Like there's a lot less to worry about because I don't know. I don't really know where that fear comes from, but I think it's kind of just maybe more if we, if you grew up in North America or in Canada, like I did, maybe that's. Well, you know, here's a theory, Caroline, just like coming to mind right now. Um, as, as people in well-developed countries with, we, we are exposed and now more than ever, when you think of say kids growing up today, but, but even in my generation Mm. to more media, Right. Then your your typical person growing up in a less developed country right. has been that, and it's media that forms our conceptions. Right. And so, you know, if you ask somebody, you say, uh, you know, what do you think of Colombia? Uh, and they're still talking about Pablo Escobar, <laughs> right. and, you know, all these things. And it's like, well, what has formed your conception? Well, it's a series on Netflix, a movie, the news, whatever. But it, it's rarely any kind of firsthand experience, right? And so I, I feel like the fear that you were talking about that a lot of us have comes from our conceptions formed from all this negativity in the media yes. that we, we digest all the time. Yeah. 
And I think that's kind of almost the uh, part of our job as Overlanders, that film and document like with X Overland, mm-hmm. that was what changed my mind about South South America in a lot of ways was, was watching their series. South American series. Yes. Yeah. And I like, you know, I kind of still did picture those things about Colombia or all of those different countries. But like now I have I was able to see, oh, you can do this and that there. It's so beautiful there. There's all of these things. And it's just it would be so sad if I didn't have the like it, Imagine if you never had that point where you kind of had that mind change, even if you still have a little bit of this and that there, just having enough of a mind change to be able to like, I'm willing to go there and experience it for myself. I don't want to listen to whatever other people are saying or the news is saying, I want to go see it for myself. Most of the time, well, basically every time you do that, your everything that you ever thought before is completely different. Yeah. And, and, it, and it could be, you know, just so people don't think we're just saying it's all roses, right? <laughs> right. Like you were saying, like, sometimes it might be harsher than you thought. Sometimes yeah. uh, the Chamber of Commerce makes a beautiful <laughs> picture and you go there and you're like, whoa. <laughs> um, but still, you're going and you're experiencing it for yourself, yeah, right? Exactly. And you're finding that out. Um, by the way, South American series, I love it. If you're new to the podcast, you're new to the X Overland world, you need to check out South American series. It's amazing. It's part of our Pan American trilogy. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is deeply inspiring, and I want to go to South America so bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? Um, but that is something we do aim for with our content, right, is to, is to entertain and educate, but also, like, to inspire and make yes. impact. So you, you're seeing that series and realizing, wow, you know, this is an amazing place. They're mm-hmm. cool people. Um, I want to go and see this. And, and it's a, to me, it's an antidote to all the, the negativity and the news of bad places where they pick the one bad thing of the place and blow it up. Magnify right? all, yeah. every detail. Even things that have happened over the last few years, even in the U.S. and everything, they magnify these little details or these negative instances and make it seem like the whole countrywide or nationwide, this is like a huge, big problem. I can tell you from living in, <laughs> I'm originally from the East Coast, but having lived in Montana now for like nearly 30 years, I, I'm starting to refer to it as Montana syndrome because I love Montana. I mean, that's why I'm here. It's an amazing place, but mm-hmm. we are still isolated from much of mm. the, the rest of the country. And a lot of us just consume the news and think, I guess the rest of the country is just going up in flames or something, right? And then you get out of travel and you're like, people are still living their lives right. out here. What, what are we? You know, it's just, mm-hmm. but it's what we're talking about, right? It's just yeah. like that hyper focus on the negative. And yeah. so, our work and the work that you do, uh, your family, it brings people out of that and shows mm. them the, the other, you know, really, I would say the real world, like yeah. what, what's really, what it really looks like yeah. out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And to be honest, during the beginnings of the pandemic and everything, that was kind of a challenging time for I us bet. with being on the road and everything, and especially in Canada, because it was pretty strict there. But we were lucky to be out in British Columbia. So there's a lot of wide open space, a lot of wilderness. But we did kind of experience that backlash from some people, which was understandable at the time. It was very like you're spreading the disease. You're right. But we were like, we're kind of in the middle of the wilderness with not a soul around us for like three weeks straight. So but they still, you know, you would they I can understand, though, where they were coming from, because all they're doing is consuming the news 24 yeah. seven. And we even got kind of caught up in that when we were staying like in one spot for a little bit, you hear that and like, that's all you're hearing. And then you kind of have all these ideas. Um, but when you're out there, you're like, I forgot it was, there was even a pandemic to be honest, like, cause you're yeah. just out there and we're so blessed to be in that position. But like, that's kind of when you're away also from the news and everything that's kind of feeding you a lot of that constant kind of 
just barragement of negativity. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Raising your anxiety mm-hmm. and your, the fear and, you know, that's what, that's what gets ratings. And so right. it keep, keeps on coming through. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so healthy to, to escape that. And I think that's, um, you know, something valuable about overlanding. Maybe the most valuable thing yes. is that you travel and you experience things firsthand. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, you know, your parents had that idea too, with everything you've done raising their kids is to give them that kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. It's like, whenever I get asked what my favorite part of overlanding is, that's kind of that aspect of being able to be completely free in a sense. And even like just that feeling of being alone, like alone out in the wilderness, you don't, you're not reliant on a lot of things. You don't need a lot of stuff. And it's just so simple and peaceful. And you're just like, and then you come back to the real world and you're just, or the real, like the busy kind of aspect of the real world. And you're just like, wow, like people, like people have to live through this every day. And it's just, it makes you so thankful to be able to do this, but then also kind of opens your eyes to the possibilities outside of kind of the norm and the structure that a lot of people have. That's like the, the, one of the major takeaway themes I have from this conversation (laughs) with you is helping people see that there is something besides what they already know. Um, there are other possibilities besides the conventional ones, but you need, you need to look, you need to look under some rocks. You need to right go explore a little bit. And people, other people can't do that for you. And that's kind of part of the journey is kind of just taking, even taking those baby steps, just doing a little bit at a time. And just as long as you're kind of always moving forward and just taking those little risks, because also, uh, I get asked a little bit about, what I think, like how I would define adventure. And I don't necessarily define it as like doing crazy, <clears throat> hanging off a mountain type of things. Like, right. Like, yes, that's an aspect of it, but being an adventurer or being adventurous isn't just doing that or those sort of things. It's also in the small decisions we make every day yeah. and the small risks we take every day. And it's just, that's living an adventurous life too, no matter what your lifestyle looks like. Right. It could be ordering something different at the right. restaurant yeah. for a change. right? Yeah. And there's also a big part of adventure to me that's emotional mm. and taking emotional risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fear of rejection, mm. right? You have to put yourself out there and, and try this or try that and, mm-hmm. and take these emotional risks as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes you read an amazing novel or watch a film and it's an intellectual and emotional yeah. adventure to just go into that space, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think adventure is a broad term and yeah. it's just a way of approaching life. Yeah. Speaking of which, before we wrap up the podcast, podcast mm-hmm. um i do want to talk about uh, you know the experience of being a young woman within the overlanding space mm. so you know it's something as a child right you're growing up in it mm-hmm. uh, seven years ago you were you were still you know you're 15 uh, that's old enough to to be self-aware <laughs> right. um but a, as you have come of age and and you've been traveling um as a, a young woman in particular in particular how has your experience been in overlanding? Are there any kind of limits or glass ceilings or anything? Or, you know, kind of how, what's your take on that? For me, I don't believe there are any barriers for women in overlanding because overlanding is something for everyone. 
it can, it's for absolutely everyone and anyone. And it's just, it doesn't have, it's just something that you can love doing and do for fun. And mm -hmm. so that shouldn't be determined by what other people might say about you or what other people think you can or can't do, no matter who you are, or what you look like. Um, and something I've also experienced through working with the people that I've worked with or met along the way, all the men and women that I've worked with and met, they don't care who you are or what you look like. They are just passionate about what they do and passionate about sharing it and teaching you. And so you have to kind of, it's just all they care about is whether if you have that willingness and determination in yourself to want to learn and, and grow past your own comfort zone, because no matter who you are, those are the things that will determine your success in that area. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's just as long as you're willing to get out of your comfort zone, as long as you're willing to push yourself and not have those limitations in your head of, I can't do this because of this reason or whatever. Don't feed into the narrative of whatever you've heard. It, form your own ideas, form your own opinions on these things and just, and your own path. It's completely possible yeah, for that, anyone. That, I, I really, I really appreciate that mm -hmm. concept, uh, you know, that aspect I mm -hmm. should say about overlanding is, is the equal opportunity, so yeah. to speak there, like what you're describing, um, you know, no matter what demographic, ethnicity, race, gender, etc., cetera, mm -hmm. um, it's the passion for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, taking risks that are reasonable to grow as a right. person, travel, mm -hmm. like that's what overlanding is all about. Yeah. And if you come to it with that mindset, you're, you're going to be embraced yeah. by the community, right? Yeah. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. And adventure is an attitude and attitude is the difference between an ordeal or I just messed that up. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Cause that's a good one. Okay. I know where you're going yeah. with this one. I had it in my head. And you I need just... to drop that. <laughs> okay. Well, because that is really what it is. It is just, it is a mindset An adventure is a mindset. So, and I heard this before adventure is an attitude and attitude is the difference between an adventure and an ordeal because that can just determine how you look at things, how everything goes out. And I've also, you know, I've looked up to explorers my whole life. I, I've read exploring explorers books growing up. I loved watching National Geographic and all those sort of things. And one of my favorite explorers is Shackleton, Ernest Shackleton. Okay. And something that he said is optimism is true moral courage. And he also has so many quotes that are just, that are really impactful. And, but I think optimism and that passion for just wanting to get out of your comfort zone are kind of the main things that will just set you up for success in any of these areas for yourself. It, you don't have to prove it to anyone else. It's just a matter of getting out there and doing it for yourself and just seeing what you're capable of because you are cap more, capable of more than you could ima imagine. That totally, <laughs> that makes sense. That's an yeah. awesome message to leave people with. And, you know, I, I, I heard a few more sparks there as far as inspiration yeah. background to that topic. Uh, explorers, you mentioned, you mentioned Shackleton. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking in the, in the show notes for this episode, I will definitely maybe come get some of your favorite reads, yeah. films, things like that, okay. that have inspired you. And we'll put them in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay, Caroline. Well, uh, you, I think, are an excellent uh, mentor for a lot of people who are out there. I mean, your words are very inspiring. Um, do you have a, any kind of like channel of your own or Insta of your own? Where can people follow you? Yeah. So my, I have, in, I currently only have Instagram. So I'm at Caroline S. Van Stralen. But I will be starting my own channel in the near future. You will. Yes. Any, <laughs> any teases for that? Um, what it might look like? Kind of just more maybe from my perspective as a young woman on the road and in my family, just kind of giving also another 
aspect inside of what our family's doing and then whatever I'm doing and then kind of more the creative film style as well. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I cannot wait for that <laughs> channel. I think that is going to crush and be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, excellent, um, excellent idea and best of luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. So um, that's it for this episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to be here with Caroline Van Stralen of Epic Family Road Trip. We will see you next time on the X Overland Podcast. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps. We appreciate your support. And until next time, stay adventurous. Thank you.